0: told you I'd make a good counselor. Kids for slaves, running shotgun on goons like you. It's a piece of cake.
1: Right, Nick. See how you feel by tomorrow night.
0: I feel the same way I do right now. Chimpanzee could do your job.
1: Oh, that's it. Drop and give me 20, Budnick.
0: Negativo, Ugg. I'm the counselor and you're the camper. So drop and give me 20. This counselor thing isn't as easy as it looks, Bud Nick. I bet you won't be as good a one as I am. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon.
1: Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Good morning, all you awful waffles. This is Big Orange Couch, the '90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all
2: things '90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brett. And this is episode number two twenty six, in remembrance of Kirk Bailey. We're talking the man who would be UG. Yeah, it's um. Go ahead, go ahead. What a title! I mean, we'll talk about it, but uh, (laughs) yeah, so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you think so? Not not Council. I love it.
2: No way. I mean, it's
3: very fitting for the occasion because the man is a legend. I mean, what did Bud Nick accomplish in his lifetime while at Camp (laughs) Awana? I mean, he just scammed a bunch of kids for candy in a few dollars. Like (laughs) he was, is on a whole other level. He like managed all the kids there, aside from Kim from that like one episode for two minutes. (laughs) uh, I don't know any other counselors there who's running the show. So that's that's a mighty those are mighty shoes to fill.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love, I love in this episode how you also get a the aspect of like how not only is Ugg dealing with the kids, but like the pol- the politics
2: of dealing with Doctor Khan. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> that is
1: great.
2: <laughs> Even though it's in the background, it's like that is perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we certainly, uh, yeah, we picked this episode uh, to you know to pay our respects to to Mister Bailey, <laughs> and uh, we've been huge fans from from day one. When you guys think of Ug or Kirk. Um, sure. What what do you think of first? Like what is what is it about about him that makes him so fascinating?
3: I think it's his charisma. Like sure, he's like very authoritative in like the first few episodes of Salute mm-hmm. Your Shorts, but the more you get to know him, the more he's just like I I don't really know how to explain it. He's just full of life and goofiness and like someone you, Mm -hmm. you, you trust uh, with your life, no matter what you're doing at camp. And he just seems like someone who's very committed to his roles, no matter what he does, whether it's like, you know, acting on Salute Your Shorts or doing voice work for various animes or video games. Um, He just seems like an all around great guy, very genuine and, you know, puts in, puts in the hard work to deliver top
2: notch performances. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely has a certain charisma about him, um, mm. and he plays Ugg in such a way that I feel like, I love it so much because it's, like, walking this tightrope of um, not going overboard Goofy. Like, he's always very Goofy, but it's always, like, grounded in something that feels really real. Um, definitely. So I think, oh god, I just... It, He's almost like, oh, I don't know. I, I just think he hits that perfect note. I, and I'm thinking about uh, other shows that kind of came after and how they got a little just overly slapstick, um, without and without a lot of it like uh, uh, having to do with what's going on in the show. Whereas this, in Ugg's case, I feel like everything that he does that's weird or goofy or over the top. Always has some connection to what's happening, you know. It's never like yeah. strictly for laughs without um, being connected to the rest of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with all of that. And and um, there's something about like even as a kid, of um, this character who's clearly the authority who thinks he has like a leg up on everything, but actually is like at the same level as yeah. as the kids in the show. Like this this sort of arrested development of like this man child like he <laughs> is you know in this episode in particular you get to see what ug would do yeah had he yeah. Had, had he no responsibilities <laughs> and i think like even as a kid i could feel that like bubbling of this like really kind of childish man who's been put in charge of these kids and i think the kids can see it in him too which allowed it to just be so much fun because like the kids never take him seriously and um Yeah, he's just he's a really dynamic performer. I think like um, his line deliveries are uh, just really iconic. Like there's there's Mm -hmm. he had a certain way of performing that um, was pretty captivating. You know, we people have suggested that we debate um, Ernst versus Ugg. Mm -hmm.
3: And to me, I remember that
1: (laughs) there was that you yeah it was me i suggested it way back way back
3: in like sponge (laughs) goes to the movies (laughs) oh okay 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 i
1: i think i mean a couple people have like a couple people have mentioned it and um i think the only reason to me is like i just think they're very different performances i can i can see kind of like the author authoritative figure um aspect but i think that like i don't even know if it's very close like uh Hmm. i I don't I, know would you would yeah, you want to take I, Ernst because I would, I would that's, that's
2: what I was thinking like I love Ernst but yeah. um, but Ugg is like on a whole nother level for me uh, and I think for you um, it's yeah. just like uh, I I
0: don't I mean, even well, know. I guess disturb. there's yeah. no contest
3: there then. <laughs> yeah,
0: like yeah. Ugg would
2: just
3: slam Ernst into the ground. But uh, I think yeah. both of them have solid qualities and uh, like a balance between goofiness and responsibility. It's just a matter of like how you look at how they interact with like their subordinates at like the Barnum Ranch versus Camp Onawana and how they like resolve problems together. I still think there's there's an undercurrent of similarities with them, but I'm I'm curious to see how like their differences would play out if they were you know, pitted against each other in a situation yeah. sure. or yeah. if they even swapped roles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would, um, Oh, I'd like that. Counselor Ernst and, uh, uh and counselor. Budnick. I mean, um, Ugg, Ugg, the head of the yeah. barn ranch. Yeah. I love it. A counselor
2: swap. That's really yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. There's just something so special about, Ugg. I want to say, um, and in thinking about this, I was thinking like, if you, I was trying to think of who could possibly replace him in this role. And I can't think of anyone that doesn't make the show less good. Mm. Um, It's just so essential to this show. Um, ah.
3: He's the glue that holds camp together. Yeah, for sure. You might be
1: able, you know, you might be able to go on losing Michael, but, you, you know, there's just like, <laughs> yes. you yeah, you can't yeah. you can't start season two with like, oh, well, i had to take a different job. <laughs> <No>. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't fill those shoes. God. She's she's just the nature teacher. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe Mona, uh, maybe. You OK, know. yeah, that Counselor would be, the Mona, best that be interesting. Yeah, yeah. that she, she uh, that she had the same dynamic as him, though, like she she had that kind of unhinged glimmer in her eye of, uh, you know, something's happening there
3: yeah <laughs> no. yeah um, yeah she like complimented the girls the way UG complimented the guys in uh, mail carrier mona that episode yeah 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 sure
1: i was thinking like uh w- in your opinion w- what are like kind of s- staple kirk bailey episodes like mm-hmm. what are what are the first um not they don't even have to be ugg centered but what are the episodes you think of first when you think of ugg
3: that's a good question Um, I mean, obviously there's Michael comes to camp where he sets the ground rules with everyone. Right. Uh, that's hard to miss. Um, I, I actually think of the treasure of Sarah Madre where he's like (laughs) meticulously manicuring that baseball lawn (laughs) and he's like, aha, Budnick, I have you now. And when the cream rises to the top, you are mine. (laughs) Oh, that's so perfect for me with his like deviousness. Um, and I, I like this, like. Unofficial rivalry between Ugg and Bugnik too, which we see more of here um, when the story plays out. So I'd have to say, like Treasure of Sarah Madre, Sponge goes to the movies when we see him, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. interact with all the all the staff there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. nuts as he
1: prowls under. Yeah, on the, uh, yeah, the help.
3: Yeah, I guess I'll take a large uh, soda, please, and uh, a, di- a large diet, please, and uh, you to go <laughs> or uh just the diet and i would actually say um cheeseburgers in paradise or donkey lips and sponge <laughs> wayne too because he has a nice little interaction with like the the lady yeah. who's serving up the burgers at that little shack while donkey lips yeah. and sponge are trying to get away <laughs> with the pay dirt yeah so is it just fair to
1: say that ug is like extremely horny like <laughs> every, every, every because i would throw in male carrier mona and all three of those examples are like uh just like really wanting a date
3: yeah sure yeah i mean he's always look he's always looking whenever he gets a chance like i even remember um like him just being all like goofy and awkward at the at the dance when they uh, did uh donkey let's crush on dina mm and just like hanging on this girl who just didn't feel like she wanted to be there. So yeah, I, I think it's always in the back of his mind when he's not like (laughs) interacting with the kids and making sure everyone's in line and avoiding Dr. Khan. Yeah. Like a a brain diagram of Ugg's mind. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure he's going crazy being stuck around all these idiots all day.
1: Uh, yeah, he, um, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit, uh, I looked and I, to see how old he was when uh, Kirk mm. Bailey when he was giving this performance and it sent me into like a full-day depression. Oh I, god. I, I, <laughs> I am currently like
3: 6 years older than Wasn't <laughs> he like 27 at the time of Milk Carrier Mona? I,
1: I think yeah, tr- he was like 27 28 in the first season and like mm-hmm. 28 29 in the second season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Pretty- We're over that hump, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Pretty pretty rough because like even when yeah. I watch it, I feel like I'm watching it with kids' eyes, where it's like, oh, this right. guy's older, you know he's older than yeah. me, he's yeah. he's the
3: boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I still feel that way with many '90s Nick things. It's yeah. just like yeah. when you get a dose of reality, you you can't help but want to like stay away from the truth. Yeah. yeah like okay. just give me give me like the pill from the Matrix that sends me back <laughs> into ignorance land gladly.
1: <laughs> uh Andrew, is there any UG uh, episodes that really stand
2: out to you? Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, a a couple of the ones you mentioned, but also um, um, the radio calling contest, of course. Uh, Yeah, classic. (laughs) I often think of him saying, go giraffes. When I was going to state U, our team mascot was a giraffe,
1: a big yellow giraffe. And every time he came out, he'd scream, go giraffes.
3: And I remember sitting in the stands and I could see his tongue, a big black tongue. A giraffe's tongue is black. <laughs> yes, that delivery's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's like seriously. he's hesitating, he's quivering,
2: but he's like he's really excited at the same time. It's like quite yeah. A restraint. Yeah, that's like a perfect example. If you picture somebody else delivering that line, it's just like, you know, it could be delivered a million different boring ways, but he does it yeah. the perfect way. Um yeah. also I love Ugg as Zeke the Plumber.
0: Who are you? friends call
2: me zeke um, oh my gosh you know mm. like playing that role getting bud nick right i mean right off the bat pretty much you know uh, early yeah. on in the series yeah um, it feels like his alter uh, ego in a way yeah yeah <laughs> it's just so satisfying um and e- even you it, like even just talking about it, it a lot of uh these moments just crack me up just thinking about them, not even seeing them you know right yeah
1: I mean, don't forget uh, on our favorite lines
3: episode: uh, traveling, <laughs> blocking, charging. Charging! That's it's in our so... top ten. Yeah, toilet seat basketball. Use <laughs> <He's> the ref. <laughs> the big tournament's about to start,
1: and I am the referee. I blow my whistle and I dispense justice.
0: You're out of there! <laughs> traveling, <laughs> blocking, <laughs> charging. <laughs> you're out of there! traveling blocking charging you're out of there traveling blocking
2: charging you're out of there traveling, just so blocking, good
1: Jeez. yeah he's yeah. the best an incredible performer um yeah i mean i'm I mean, i'm excited that we'll we'll get to talk about him a little bit today yeah. especially because this episode we definitely get some like ug tropes like some like key characteristics of an ug performance in this episode yeah. Yeah. um yeah before we, before we roll into it, I do want to clarify from our last episode, we had our grab bag versus,
2: mm, um, yeah.
1: which ended up in a tie, which we were both fine with.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: the, the category that ended up in a tie was Michael versus Pinsky on the episode. So we took it to the people and the people spoke loudly and clearly and told us it should be a tie.
3: <laughs> it, it'll never not be.
1: <laughs> yeah. The uh, results in the poll were a tie. I think we're both at peace with that. Yeah, Andrew?
2: Oh, I love it. It feels like <laughs> so perfect. Um, yeah. And especially yeah. that it's that category, Michael and Pinsky. Like, it feels like the ultimate can't decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, even watching this episode, I'm like, man, I'm glad to be spending time with Pinsky. But when I watch a Michael episode, like, I'm nothing. I I have no problems there. Like, it's like, okay, cool with Pinsky. Yeah. Or, I'm cool with Michael. So, um, yeah,
3: yeah, it's just cool. a different dynamic. Yeah. Totally.
1: Totally um yeah well uh do you want to dig into this 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 episode uh aired well okay so i (laughs) I asked brett (laughs) because there's all sorts of stuff here season two episode two i think Mm -hmm. is kind of uh the thing uh although season two episode nine was also floating out there if it is episode two it would have aired in june of 92 does that that sound right that's what i have june 3rd Uh, okay okay june of 92 uh
2: so um, I'm, I'm yeah. still holding out for somebody to make a database of old uh, TV guides so that we can really Ooh. nail this down. <laughs> yeah. Once and for all. Yeah. Yeah, Come on, people.
3: Let's get them on microfiche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: the, the show that I feel like we've done that really needs it. There's two shows that really need it, which is um, Roundhouse and, mm, and um, Wienerville.
3: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. We, we, need we have more
1: coverage. We have Manny to help us, but I, I still think it's like a very like it's just
2: a chaotic listing. Yeah, of uh, yeah. I th- dates. And... I think uh, Welcome Freshmen might be pretty bad, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, not as um, exciting. But
1: not sure on fifteen, but I guess I couldn't blame mm-hmm. anyone for um sure.
3: <laughs> not putting <laughs> I mean, me. It's up work. on Amazon, so they have some sort of like mm-hmm. logical order to them yeah 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 the the order makes
2: sense it it does drive uh, sorry to get off so far off topic but it does drive me a little nuts uh when these like dvds or or digital listings have like reorder them into like i guess production order or something Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of these nickelodeon shows seem like the production order was way out of whack with the right the airing order
3: yeah i think they did they did that on uh, CBS All Access with Are You of the Dark and I'm like, mm. what? Tell a Full Moon is not in season one? What are these guys talking about? Hire me, I'll do the job, right? Yes. Got yeah. it
1: memorized. Yeah. I mean, it, you should see Salute Your Shorts on Paramount Plus right now. It's, oh, like, I did. I, okay. I took
3: one look and threw up. <laughs> An
1: absolute mess. Uh, it's got like five episodes per season and just like the
2: craziest oh. order. Oh. that Was this on there? No. This episode? Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, just in case anybody's out there and can't find it, I think the only place it's available now is on uh, the Internet Archive. Yeah. yeah up, that's uh, where I found it. Yeah. Internet Archive or Google Internet Archive, salute your shorts, and it should come right out. Um, um, but it is listed under the wrong title. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't I write forget. down which. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it might be Rockstar? Like. I don't it's like one movie. or two
3: titles off. I remember yeah. when I looked yeah. at the
1: list. Yeah. Yeah. Look for the real title and like click the one after it, I think, pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
3: And if you're having doubts,
1: just
2: talk to us. We know what's, what's it's up. Start- <laughs> <laughs>
0: the yeah.
2: very beginning is a shot of Pinsky like up close. So you'll know from yeah. that yeah. first instant. There you go. Well, Andrew, do you want to walk us through it? Or, sure. Or when we see Pinsky. Then yeah, yeah. what? So. so- <laughs> <laughs> So it's another bright or a beautiful day at Camp Awana, mm. and Budnick and Pinsky are throwing the football around when it accidentally lands near Ugg. Ugh can't be bothered to throw the ball back, and Budnick complains that being a counselor is the easiest job in that's the world.
0: Put away from you. Why are you such a lump?
2: Because I'm the counselor and you're the campers. That's why.
0: Man, you got the easiest job in the world. You get paid to lie around all day and be a lazy goof. Hey, it's not as easy as it looks. You know, what's so hard about being a counselor? <sighs>
1: Mysterious responsibilities you wouldn't even understand. Now move to the left; you're blocking my view.
0: There. Now, can you get me the ball? I am the counselor. The counselor rest. <sighs> Tough luck, Budnick. Ugg assures
2: young Bud Nick that being a counselor is harder than it looks. And when the ball lands on one of the sprinklers, Ugg's perfect day is ruined by a blast of water.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we
1: get a patent. We get a patented Ugg scream here. Yeah. Like just. As only he can do. Yes, yeah.
3: Flailing too. It's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole,
1: the whole. Th- yeah, he's really getting a show
2: off here. Later, Doctor Khan announces that it's Upside Down Weekend, during which everything can be everything that can be done backwards will be done backwards.
1: This is Doctor Khan. Good evening, and welcome to Upside Down Weekend. Everything that can be done backwards will be done backwards. Beginning with the backwards
3: breakfast,
1: which will be a reverse dress dinner dance. So dress appropriately and time good to have. See, that's backwards. Um,
2: I I just want to note, I love this premise for this episode. Yeah, Uh, perfect, like goofy, um, show premise. Uh, over at the bunks, the girls are dressing in suits and ties for backward breakfast. When Dina finds a frog in her shoe that they name Wart Breath, and Zizi decides she's going to train it for the frog jumping contest. Um, also, just want to note here in case we don't bring it up, uh, you can see barely on this quality of episode uh, that Telly has a mustache drawn on.
0: Just kind of funny. Yeah, so
2: does Dina. Oh,
3: okay. I didn't even notice. But, yeah, because all the All the girls are uh, wearing, like, suits and dressing up like gentlemen, and all the boys are, like, dressing up like old ladies or
2: ladies however they want. Yeah, Sure. (laughs) Um, So, at breakfast, Ugg announces that he's going to choose which of the campers gets to replace him as camp counselor. Budnick nominates himself, and based on his platform of letting everyone run amok, he's unanimously elected.
1: Mm. And Ugg, Ugg has no problem. I thought there would be sure. some kind of, like, tussle here, <laughs> but, you know, like, I think UG is just so yeah. ready to be a, a a camper.
2: Yeah, and he knows <laughs> exactly. a Budnick's not going to be able to handle this, you know? Yeah. But with Budnick taking an advantage of his new power as counselor, UG becomes just a regular camper and starts pranking everybody. Oh, I, lo- I love this. Like, the first five <laughs> seconds of him being a counselor. <laughs>
1: Right to Sponge, which feels like, you know, an easy target. Hey, Sponge! I think your shoelace is untied.
0: <laughs> I gave Sponge a wedgie! It's not just a wedgie! That's like a wedgie and a Melvin combined! It's a Mervin! Ugh! Gabe, sponge. I'm Mervin. Uh, yeah! Hey guys, how about a shaving cream and toothpaste fight? Yeah!
2: Well, he also <laughs> he also uh, Um undoes the caps on the salt and uh, ketchup <laughs> and mustard for the rest That's of right. the That's, Yeah, I <laughs> about that. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. All within immediate range. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah uh, it's like also, them, it's
2: them bubbling inside him. Like, yeah. um i just want to note and you see it it's on display in this moment of course but uh ugg's like sheer giddiness at being a camper and Mm. like pranking everybody else i love it so much Uh, really yeah
3: it's a joy to watch um just real quick um I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Doug episode, Doug shock therapy when like he visits Mr. Bone cause he's in the hospital and oh, yeah. he takes his skateboard. When I saw Aug like turn into quote unquote uh, a camper here, it <laughs> made me immediately think of when Mr. Bone like became more kid-like and like was squirting everyone with a super soaker at school and just like being super silly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Good connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. So later, while Budnick is relaxing in his counselor chair, he catches UG in the aftermath of a shaving cream and toothpaste fight, and orders the former counselor to drop and give him twenty.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I love I, Budnick. Really, assu- I one thing I love is that even though Budnick thinks he's in control, his his clearly his only model for being a counselor is UG. Just from like head to toe, he's dressed like Ugg. He's got you know, he's got the bucket hat. He's got the suntan lotion on his nose. Uh, he's in the lawn chair. It, I mean, just you know, it, it is. Uh, it's the reference in which he's working from. You know.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I I want to mention. Um, I love this whole. Uh, shaving cream and toothpaste fight thing (laughs) not 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 only what ug looks like covered in it which is great um but also they mention it like briefly at the end of the scene right before this so this is like us witnessing like this is all we witness of it um yeah but I, i just really like that it's a nice transition like it does the job without um without having to go through the entire fight um, yes i don't know i, yeah. I feel like s- some shows would mention something like that and then just skip over it and you'd never hear about mm-hmm. it again yeah. yeah um
1: going going back for one second another yeah. another uh UG trope i love is when they're when budnik stands up to nominate himself you know and he's saying all these like very oh, yeah. complimentary things it's it's a classic UG trope where like he <laughs> misunderstands someone's compliments for for himself, ah, yeah, it's a it's a reoccurring joke in Sliger Shorts, and I think it's really uh, a, a good one. Where like yeah. uh, he's just like totally unaware that anybody could be talking about anyone else besides himself.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a great nuance to his personality.
2: Yeah. Um, so ug promises that his job isn't so easy, and Budnick proposes a wager over who the kids think is the better counselor at the end of the weekend. Uh, They wager infinite sweaty foot massages for Ugg versus bunk bunk cleanings for the rest of the summer for Budnick. Which one would you guys rather have? Oh,
3: bunk cleaning.
2: I mean, I'd rather Uh, have to
3: do the bunk cleaning. I'm going to go sweaty foot massage because I've massaged feet before and it can't be too much different. As long as I don't (laughs) have to smell them. (laughs) Are you good at it, Brett? i am i'm not gonna mm. tell you why but i am <laughs> okay okay i mean ooh, this is getting weird all right <laughs> it's a weird
1: episode <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I definitely would i'm i'm a cleaner in general like i love yeah i love cleaning so um
2: though uh i should note that um bud nick throws in that uh donkey kong or I mean, excuse me, donkey lips uh, (laughs) jab at the end. (laughs) So over at Upside Down Kickball, Camper Ugg is busy playing practical jokes and most of the campers are having a great time until Counselor Budnick shows up and starts cracking down on the rules. Oh boy.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get to work. Blankman, lounge chair here. Dina, Sponge, Ugg, you got first aid class, get a move on. Budnick, you're breaking your campaign promise. What about no new classes? Don't sass me. Instruction and first aid is the safety net for potentially dangerous camp behavior. If campers resist instruction, impose punishment. You can't punish us. This book says I have the power to do so. It has all the answers I need. With this book, no one can touch me. Wow, eight and a half feet. You're late for instructional swims, Easy. Telly, go with her. Get moving. Move.
2: It's not long before Ugg and the rest of the gang immobilize Budnick in medical gauze, but before they can place an order for pizza, he steals their food and assigns them chores as punishment. Um, I may have missed this, know, but how did they how did they convince uh, Budnick to lay down for them to do that to him?
3: Yeah, I thought that was strange when we saw it. I,
2: it, it does almost feel like some like a brief moment was cut out or something. To yeah. me, I guess yeah. uh, I guess I just always assumed that it was part of like a medical training class or something. <laughs> okay. I, I, maybe I was just yeah. like filling in the gaps. But, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, well, I want to make sure I didn't miss something. Cause I am, uh, I am yeah. uh, sometimes to zone out.
3: Sure. This may be a stretch, but since he was in the tale <laughs> of the guardians curse, maybe he was so enthralled by the experience of encountering mummies that he wanted to see what it would be like to be a mummy himself hence why it he got be. wrapped up in gauze <laughs> I want to know what be. my mom
2: experienced <laughs> my new mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, you know I just also want to note that for some reason I love whenever they go to the payphone I love this whole like mm. idea of them sneaking away and uh, calling whoever they're calling usually for food I guess Um. Also, I was thinking, like, it almost wouldn't work today, except maybe if you said, like, no cell phones at camp or something.
3: Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely a, a product of its time. Like, yeah. pay phones were a big culture back then in terms of, like, outside communication. And now because, you know, you can talk on a smartphone anywhere, yeah. uh, it doesn't quite have the same impact. But I, th- <laughs> I
2: still think it works for the episode. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, as the campers fill an Olympic-sized pool, one bucket at a time, <laughs> Ugg vows to teach them how to get back at their sadistic counselor. But,
0: but Nick, why don't you just go swim in the lake? Because fish fart in it. Now get working! Uh, we have created a monster! Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Aristotle said that. Benick is a swine. Let's pound him. Pinsky said that. Quit your yak and no breaks. We gotta think of a really good way to get him. Why don't we just put chili powder in his toothpaste? Ah, no good. You never know when he'll brush his teeth next. (laughs) Pounding him still sounds good to me.
1: So you want to get Butnick, do you? Here's how you do it. He pulls rank, we pull a prank.
0: He puts us in a pool, we put him in the latrine. Yeah. That's away. That's how you get Budnick. Yeah. Yeah. to
2: the guy who knows. What do we do, Um, great. I love this whole scene—the whole bucket oh, yeah. tossing and Ugg uh, again, just being like so giddy about the idea of getting back at Budnick. Uh, yes. <laughs> that evening at Upside Down Dinner, when Donkey Lips serves Budnick some cement pancakes, he threatens them with licking the fungus off the shower floors if they don't return the real mix by morning. <sighs> Um I, I love this whole thing too. <laughs> There's a a couple shots of Donkey Lips like just putting his head like into the camera in a really um kind of bizarre way. If you didn't notice uh, check check that out. <laughs> I missed I miss Yeah, that. I
3: I, I did notice those moments. There's one at the kitball fields where he was very close to the camera too. And it just lingers on his face as the yeah. dopey smiles agape, yeah. like just waiting for Ugg to kick the ball. And I'm like, this is strange, but I kind of like it. Yes, like, yeah. Like we're good friends. Good enough to
2: see him that close now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, later counselor Budnick is up late doing paperwork and complaining about how hard being a counselor is when Zizi shows up to train word breath and suggests that he stops punishing them according to the rule book.
0: I don't even have time for fun anymore. After I finish this paperwork, I have to help Kent Flankman get the glue out of his hair. How can anyone glue their hand to their head? Flankman's full of surprises. Yeah, I have to inflate all these game balls that Flankman left, and then convince Nancy Sherman off she's only dreaming Freddy Krueger lives in her stomach. That way she can go to sleep and I can finish bed check. This counselor stuff bites. No one likes me anymore. You don't care if anyone likes you. How do you know? I don't know how Ugg stands having everyone hate his guts. Well, they just hate you because you're always punishing everyone. That's because the book says to. Well, maybe the book doesn't have all the answers. Well, better, because I sure don't. I love, I love
1: the way okay. this, um, the scene is shot. It's like a very like, uh, cinematic dark office with like the lamplight yeah. on Budnick's face. It, it, uh,
2: <laughs> has a real, has a real yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Very unusual. <laughs> uh this like some something this dark um you know they did this
1: they did this and
2: i i forgive me i forget the name of the episode they did
1: this kind of too in the episode where um telly has to go to him for the tennis racket yes i was just thinking that
3: (laughs) telly and the tennis player like when he's like pretending to be the godfather and he's at that desk in the bunk (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah
1: maybe if salute your shorts would have gone on longer this would have become like a more reoccurring like go kiss the ring type of thing like, <laughs> right <you know>. yeah <laughs> bud father <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been a good spin-off, yeah um yeah. i also noticed that in this episode there's a lot of little details that i just think are maybe weren't even in the first season um Just like I think, just flesh out the show a little bit. Like, an example being right here, uh, when Bud Nick's up late at night, like when ZZ comes up to him, he, if you watch closely, he'll like briefly take off a pair of glasses that he's been using that look like kind of like old lady glasses. Mm. Um, Um, but uh, so that could be like both a throwback to earlier in the episode when they're dressed as ladies, but also. Uh, it's just like a brief moment of like, he's trying to look tired and uh, mm-hmm. like he's been working really hard.
3: <laughs> well, you just triggered a moment for me where I remember George Costanza fake working, when he was yeah, working yeah. for the Yankees. <laughs> In every yes. job he had.
0: <laughs> yes. Pretty much. Yeah. it's yeah. like pounding Seeing his uh,
3: journey of unemployment
2: is nothing <laughs> short of astounding. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but before Budnick has a chance to change his ways, Donkey Lips delivers news that Sponge has gone crazy, waiting for their next punishment, and sprayed the bunk with ketchup. Um, I, I also just want to note here: if you, I don't know if you noticed what Donkey Lips was wearing when he ran in, but no, it's like, is it like uh, a pink <laughs> bathrobe. <laughs> it, it seemed to be like a frilly nightgown, um, <laughs> but it just
3: just a funny they're, thing. They're it, really- they're really committing to the backwards weekend
2: with the whole yeah, yeah. Uh, gender role reversing. <laughs> it's it's quite hilarious in how consistent they are. But I also just like love that they're not mentioning it. So it's just like if you're paying attention, yeah. you can notice these little details happening, but they're not like bringing attention to it. Right? Yeah, it's
1: it's not a it's not necessarily what the joke is meant to be, but it's like, you know. I think it's what's great about salute your shorts is that there is layers to the humor. Like there's, yeah. mm. th- there's what they're saying, which is typically funny. There's what they're like, it's the way they're behaving, but also, yeah, they're, you know, just something that small where it's like the joke isn't donkey lips in this like pink, you know, f- you know, uh, yeah. whatever it's- uh, <laughs> outfit it's just part of it like if, if you choose to if you're like me and you are brain dead and you missed it like oh well, <laughs> well <laughs> but
2: if you're if you're you know observant enough there's so many laughs to be had yeah
0: yeah oh, And it yeah? feels
2: like something that in a lot of shows would just be like an incidental moment that they wouldn't do anything with but here yeah. they're like trying to add little details in the background you know? right um so Pinsky and the other girls send Budnick running to the lodge to look for sponge but when he gets there, Ugg nails him with all the pancake fixins. In one of my favorite scenes of this episode,
3: it felt like a real Home Alone moment here. Like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what what trap or obstacle it was from like the first or second movie. But there's definitely a moment where like. I think Harry uh, Daniel Stern gets like hit with like some white powder, like cement mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what came to mind. Cause he just gets doused in it. And then when he turns <laughs> over to read the note to finish the letter, like and milks and eggs, poof, there it goes again. <laughs> and it's just perfect comedic timing and, and how frustrated he is. Yes. While uh, Ugg is like giggling to himself from afar with yes. a rope. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, God. it's,
3: it's
1: Ugg's it's Kirk Bailey's pure delight. That really, like,
2: just yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, on the ride with him, it's so much fun,
1: yeah, definitely. And
2: uh, and uh, and Budnick's just anger at this, like, he's really getting it. Oh, so good, yeah. Um, the campers have a good laugh at Budnick's expense until wart breath breaks the camp frog jumping record, and Dina finds out that an official record breaker gets a night on the town. <laughs> the girl, <laughs> the girls fight over the frog who. The girls fight over who the frog really belongs to, but when Ugg suggests letting it jump to its real owner, it gets away, it gets away and is captured <laughs> by Counselor Budnick. <laughs> okay, Sezzy, you go over here.
1: Dina, you go right here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'll take warp Breath and put him
3: in the center of the circle. And whoever he jumps to is the rightful owner.
0: I'll go with that. Fine. So will I. <clears throat> okay. you're dealing with Cashford the friendly ghost? You're wrong, it's Budnick. The counselor of doom.
1: Perfect turn you, of events. Yeah, you ha- you well you, yeah, and you, you get you're going to get like the biblical uh the biblical decision here from from yeah. Budnick as he decides, you know, some you got to throw away the rule book.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, for sure. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> um, the next... <laughs> Literally,
3: he threw it at Ugg and he knocked him out
2: <laughs> Yeah, I forgot um, The next day the campers are scrubbing the lodge per Budnick's orders when they agree to give him a shot at being a good counselor by, de- by deciding who the frog really belongs to With Dina and ZZ holding on to opposite ends of warp breath, ZZ lets go and Dina gets hold of the frog but Budnick rewards it to ZZ for saving it from harm
0: He's mine! Are you crazy? Yes! I won! You lost! You were about to rip Wart Breath's little legs off and spill its froggy guts everywhere. Zizi couldn't bear the sight of harming the little croaker. Wart Breath belongs with Zizi. But, Nick, that was amazing. Punish us. Okay, then. All you have to do is go to the frog jumping competition and watch ZZ win. That's it? That's it. Oh, yeah! yeah.
2: Budnick finally turning a new leaf. Yeah, he (laughs) had a heart here. Uh, As punishment for all they did, Budnick sentences the rest of them only to watching ZZ compete in the frog jump. Um, Ugg and Budnick call the bet a tie, and they go back to their normal roles. When Warp Breath wins the contest, Budnick collects $15 he won on a side bet which Ugg swiftly confiscates as payback for the pizza, but he's also left with helping a camper get his hand unglued from off of his head.
0: <laughs>
3: Flankman, I believe.
2: Yeah. That's right. Nailed it.
3: <laughs>
1: Not to be confused with X-Files flu- flukerman. Yeah. <laughs> right?
3: Very different. <laughs> Ooh.
2: Um, I, I love this ending. That Just like yeah. the multi yeah. multi-pronged ending
1: um and if if you're watching on archives the last two minutes is just a black screen
2: yes (laughs) i do recall watching the kid watching ug try to like pull the kid's arm off but it won't come (laughs) yeah that's what happens i have an alternate (laughs) recording so i was able to see the rest of it nice where'd that come from
3: uh my own collection back in the day (laughs) oh my Mm. god well yeah Remember, Andrew, I had those DVDs uh that I ordered. Oh yeah. Yeah, the bootleg ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they looked nice, but mine were mine were I think I've talked about this before. Mine were terrible. They like <laughs> they they just skipped and like they like I'd be like in the middle of an episode and it would just go to the DVD menu. <laughs> like
3: Oh no. But, yeah. That's they, horrendous.
1: They, they were really, really bad, but uh I'm sure there's you know, I'm sure there's some I doesn't um um Michael Bauer. Mike, yeah, doesn't Michael Bauer sell some?
3: I believe he does. I think he like, does. Yeah. I also saw him on uh, Etsy a couple of years back, but I don't know if the seller's still there. Okay. They're hard to find. Like unless yeah. you have archive.org, you're pretty much just like trying to connect with other fans to see who's got what on tape and yeah. Uh, yeah. you know digitized it. Right. Right. I mean, you 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 want those end credits? What's coming on next?
1: I mean, that's oh yeah, with the announcer yes. and
3: the nice picture of uh, Franklin Canyon Lake, whatever. Oh my gosh,
1: beautiful. I mean, I mean, the the it's rush so you get. that's the moment i mean that's like (laughs) at this point in my life that's kind of what i'm waiting for is the nickelodeon dj to come on yes and tell me tell me legends of the hidden temples
3: exactly (laughs) i was just thinking that oh my goodness that's got to be in the end credits somewhere of this episode
1: (laughs) yeah so good um I know we should just do a whole episode of, like, compilations of, like, there you what's, go. Coming, the, what, what's coming on next. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Nick DJ compilation. 30 minutes of straight him yeah. announcing stuff on different credits.
3: <laughs> Andrew
1: and I don't even speak. It's just, like, you
3: hit play, and it's just. Yeah. <laughs> so when's right. the episode going to start? Well, yeah. oh, It's always ending over and over and over. Honestly, that sounds
1: really good to me. and
3: uh... Yeah, it sounds enjoyable for sure. Oh, <laughs> well, if you want a side project, I'll help you.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Let's let's plot. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you guys want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this episode? Sure. sure. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray
2: observations. Um, well, we've uh, talked about Kirk Bailey before in the past, but just to refresh our listeners on some of the things he's done in the past. Um, His very first on on-screen appearance was of course in the Huey Lewis video. If this is it, Um, (laughs) (laughs) he's also, (laughs) he's also a pretty prominent uh, anime voice actor, uh, including uh, popular anime such as Gundam, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun. He also did voice voices in Aladdin, um, he was in House Guest, the Sinbad, uh, Phil Hartman movie, um, Silk Stockings for any for any listeners that happen to remember that. Uh, Larry Sanders show, Pacific Blue, Seventh Heaven, Kevin will like that. Uh, Melrose Place, <laughs> Star Trek Voyager, Hotel Transylvania recently, Frozen, really? Sponge on the Run. Um, yeah, he's got an impressive resume. Like he's yeah. just everywhere. And, he's in frozen um, yeah uh, you know what I didn't know what voice he does but he does do a lot of voices in this stuff like various yeah. voices in a lot of stuff might have been yeah um, but I also just wanted looked in a little further into Kurt Bailey so just wanted to mention a few other things about him um, he mentioned that his influences included Abbott and Costello Dick Van Dyke the three Stooges and Tim Conway who happens Man, to be that makes uh, so much sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he learned from the best. Seriously, like his his physical,
1: his physicality as he's performing is just as much a part of it as like the writing. Like watching him like twist and turn. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's just,
2: he's a he was a great physical performer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He studied improv with the Groundlings. Oh wow! Um, Cool. He was often credited uh, in earlier anime shows as Bo Williams. Weird. thought <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Um, he kept a hat, an original hat from Salute Your Shorts. Uh, just good to know that he had that with him. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah um, I think
3: he wore it at some conventions
2: around like the ah, 2010s when he was touring. Nice. Yeah. Um, he was a groomsman along with Michael Bauer at Danny Cooksey's wedding.
3: Wow.
2: Very cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is so cool that like they stayed
1: that connected.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The Bud Nick Ugg uh, rivalry <laughs> but comes to a head
2: yeah. finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bearing the hatchet. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I think you'll like this one. His favorite song, Extremes More Than Words.
3: Oh, ah. Yeah. You guys mentioned that on the podcast before. Right? <laughs>
1: In honor, uh, we're we're playing it here in the background. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a
3: very chill song by uh, 80s rock bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not very ug-like, but
1: uh, you know, it's a classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: appropriate for the occasion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brett, did you have anything uh, in terms of bio stuff? Yeah, uh, nothing that hasn't been said already, other than the fact that. Kirk began his career as both a drama teacher and drama coach in New York City.
0: Oh, mm.
1: cool. Man, he must yeah, he must agree. have
3: really got going young. Yeah. I, I would think so. Like, this is probably his late teens, I'd imagine. Wow. Before okay. he got started with Slew Your Shorts. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I took a look at the director of the episode, uh, someone named Gino Tanasescu. Or Tana Um he was a Uh, Gino was a pretty regular director on Salute Your Shorts. He directed episodes Ellen Comes to Camp, uh, Budnick Loves Dina Part 1 and 2, The Cursed Skull, one of Andrew's um, (laughs) beloved episodes, Uh, Dina Dina and the Rockstar, Park Ranger Mona, and Environmental Party, as well as, uh, of course, the episode we just talked about. Um, I wasn't familiar with most of the stuff he had done. Otherwise, he hasn't really worked. He has he has not worked since two thousand three. But um, some other stuff he did was uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad.
3: Um, oh yeah, Tar- I remember that show.
1: Oh yeah, what, what, yeah. What was that about?
3: Uh, so I was like really big into the Power Rangers shows and anything similar to that around mm-hmm. 93 to 95. So they had like several Saban spinoffs like VR Troopers, bidbag Beetleborgs, uh, stuff like that. And Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad uh, was similar to that where they, I think, take, took some hints from Ultraman from Japan. And they essentially like gave this kid the ability to like go inside a computer and fight computer viruses that were in the shape of like different kaiju monsters in like the circuit board and occasionally he would like call upon um like some upgrades to add to his his like costume to make him stronger and to fight them. And I think Joey Lawrence of Blossom Fame was in that show as well as like <laughs> one of the brothers or the main character.
1: It'd be funny if like every character was one of the Lawrence brothers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um it, cool. that's that's for the remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um he also worked on Tarzan the Epic Adventures um and he directed his mm-hmm. own film in 2003 his last credit uh, which was called Red Serpent but uh you know didn't look like um you know like a popular or well-known film mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. any trivia
2: um yeah uh this t- the title of this episode is of course a reference to the 1975 movie The Man Who Would Be King mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: have you yeah. se- Has
3: anybody seen that i
1: have never I seen i have not
3: yeah, Seems to be referenced a lot.
2: Things.
3: Yeah, it's like one of those classic
2: titles, like of mice yeah. and men or War and Peace, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was also the second of three appearances by Kent Flankman. I guess depending mm. on what order these episodes are in. Um, and also, this is supposedly the only episode in which Ugg wears jeans.
3: Yeah, I did I see believe- that. I thought it was strange. <laughs> like I guess he's always in shorts otherwise.
2: Yeah. I can't think of another time when he wouldn't have been like in official counselor mode. You
1: you get you get some brief uh, wardrobe changes in male carrier mona. Oh, oh, yeah, well, oh the yeah, costumes the montage. Yeah. <laughs> <Good call. Yep. laughs> What's uh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh strap observations, you wanna go around?
2: Oh yeah, sure. Um, well, Doctor Khan describes the backward breakfast as this. Did you catch this at the beginning?
1: I caught his um, badge-like phrasing of time good to have." Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that was part of it. Um,
2: okay. <laughs> he he called it a reverse dressed dinner dance. Huh. Interesting. There you have it.
1: Oh, so like the, so that was, like the reverse dress was built into it. It wasn't just like their yeah. yeah, no. Got it. Okay.
3: Uh, Brett, uh, um, did you catch how many sodas uh, Budnick was carrying out of the lodge when she he became Ooh. counselor? Good. I counted. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man. Six. Oh. Uh, more than that. I'm gonna guess. Uh, 24.
3: Uh, you're getting warmer. <laughs> it was, uh, f- it was 48. I think it was like oh, eight wow. six packs stacked oh on each God. other.
1: Oh, goodness. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be drinking soda and until he has diabetes. Yeah. She's a man.
1: Um, Andrew, did you mention this? Uh, the name of ZZ's first pet?
3: I didn't. It's, uh, Mr. Bug Eyes.
2: Yes, Mr. Bug (laughs) Eyes. Nice. (laughs) Um, Did you catch what Donkey Lips dressed up as last year for Backward Breakfast? Was it uh, Goldilocks? Yep. (laughs) I I think Dina
3: mentioned something about uh, I I couldn't believe how far Spandex stretched or something like that.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. She mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. What, What do you expect from Dina? I know. Yeah. She's part of her.
3: Um, Did you catch the different distances ZZ measured warp breath jumping? Mm. There's three of them.
2: I know the last one, but I don't remember the others. Yeah, I only know the nine footer.
3: Okay. Uh, I heard uh, six feet, uh, then eight and a half feet when it jumps Mm. into Budnick's lap at the kickball field, (laughs) and then nine and a half feet in the girls bunk okay
0: um,
2: cool. so this is just I, I'm guessing they're measuring like how far it jumps uninterrupted or something yeah like I don't think it's like supposed one, one
3: to be one leap <laughs> you think it's one single leap that's what I assumed Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't so see too. him hop yeah. multiple
2: times yeah for sure one time. Uh, I mean nine and a half feet so pretty oh, it's yeah. a big leap <laughs> maybe bur- they're just exaggerating burger,
3: yeah <laughs> okay, <all
1: right. laughs> um, did you guys catch the name
3: of pinsky's uncle uh is it Morty it's Morty cool <laughs> oh, I think I it's be- I think it's because um, uh, he mentioned that Dina dressed like him at the breakfast mm. that's where I recall it from because he was dressed up as like um, uh, an old lady that reminded ZZ of like driving Miss Daisy, and that quote stuck in my head. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's, you know, I,
1: I guess I'm doing giving another one away, but there's two names in this episode that are like almost Seinfeld references. Hmm. Did you? Uh, so oh, I,
3: I, I, I know Kramer together. is one of them.
1: Yeah, uh, Kramer, of So Budnick's like <laughs> worker, his name Kramer. And then Morty is the name of yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's dad. Jerry's dad. I wonder oh, if whoever man. wrote this episode was like on a big Seinfeld kick.
0: Hmm.
3: Could have been. And <laughs> it's funny because we mentioned that even before we got to this
2: part. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those names just like another example of uh, how the writing has just become deeper in this episode. Yeah. Mm. Or in the second season, I guess a little. Um, let's see. Did you? Th- this could almost be trivia, but did you catch what Donkey Lips is dressed as uh, this year?
3: Uh, Carmen Miranda. Got it. <laughs> or the Chiquita Banana Lady, whichever you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very memorable. Um, when, I saw, when I saw that shot, I was like, oh, I, I really remember this episode. But, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: I think he even bites a banana from his own headdress. <laughs> I thought that was a great yeah. touch. Yeah. 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 Um, did you guys catch uh, any of the pizzas that they tried to order before Budnit caught them on the phone oh yeah (laughs)
1: Um, a super extra large pizza with extra cheese but then the kids throw in pepperoni uh, caviar, ham pineapple and coconut
3: you got it all of them (laughs) if you got a pizza with all those toppings on it would you eat it
2: no.
3: Yeah, well, that sounds disgusting. I don't think so.
2: Andrew? Uh, I, if, if it was like a bet or something maybe, you know, not yeah. for
1: enjoyment. Coconut and yeah. caviar are a step too far. Yeah, I <laughs> those are the two
3: I was thinking food. of getting rid yeah. of. Yeah. Tough. <laughs>
1: Well, to go off that, uh, Budnick picks up the phone to place his own order. He also knows the guy at the pizza place by his first name. Did you catch either the guy's first name or Budnick's
3: order? I did, actually. Um, But if Andrew knows it, he can take it away. (laughs) I'll give you the first name. Is Antonio.
1: Antonio? (laughs) Yep.
3: And uh, Mm. he ordered a large garlic with onion pizza. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's sure. gonna spell bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you, guys, have you guys had a garlic pizza before? Um, oh
2: yeah.
3: I can't recall, but I've had like garlic bread before, like okay. with garlic knots. Those are really delicious. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. If I've, uh, maybe I've mentioned it. I used to work at a pizza place years ago, but we had uh, hmm. fresh garlic was one of the toppings, so no. like, occasionally I'd have that. Pretty Was good. it a common... Did people commonly order it? Or No, no,
1: very rarely. <laughs> like an alarm goes off in
3: the kitchen.
2: <laughs> Practically. We got a garlic order, people.
3: <laughs> like turn the two keys for Battleship and then open up the pod bay <laughs> doors for a special pizza. <laughs> a jar of garlic slowly rises from the counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did... Uh, Budnick have to do before going to bed when he was talking to ZZ. Do you catch any of those things he mentioned to her? Oh, oh boy! Uh,
1: is this where he says he needs to convince Nancy Shermanoff that Freddy Krueger
3: lives in her stomach? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or only dreaming that he's in her stomach. Oh yeah, right, right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you catch any of the other things he mentions?
2: I don't hair. think so. I just can't remember. Yeah.
3: Well, that that one's definitely the most colorful one. He also <laughs> says um, that they he has to inflate all the game balls, help mm. Kent Flankman get the glue out of his hair, and then do a bed <laughs> check. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could anyone glue their hand to their head, as they would say?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, okay, well, this next one's my favorite joke in the episode. Does anybody know what I <laughs> Anybody want to take a guess oh, yeah. what I thought the funniest line of the episode was?
3: Oh, is it boy, Is dude. it the fish fart in it line? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, I got it! Wow.
1: When when Budnik is asked why he won't swim in, why he has to swim in a pool and he won't swim in the lake, it's because fish fart in it.
3: Yeah, sure, <laughs> I will never look at lake water the same again. <laughs> Just like um, Beaver Fever from the Ren and Stimpy episode, The mm. Great Outdoors.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, well, Budnick's. Uh, uh, did you catch Budnick's list of things they can do when when he's counselor? Like things he says they're going to be able to do. Uh,
3: I know running amok is one of them, yep. and then sure. I think there's like do rat tails with towels i think uh
2: whatever they want he he, he words it as rat tail little kids i guess that's snapping little kids yeah that's what i
3: think (laughs) um also non-stop swirlies and then i think eat ice cream until they explode
2: yeah you got it
3: (laughs) that's quite a promise (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) he's he's essentially running a camp on anarchy Yeah. Can you like mention all the pranks that Ugg did during the episode?
2: Oh, oh boy. boy! Well, the the un, undoing the tops of the salt and ketchup uh, and mustard containers. Mm-hmm. He gives he gives the, a sponge uh, a r- Mervin. the Mervin. Oh boy! I forget what he does on the baseball field now. He does
3: something. Uh, he Ugg on the kickball field. He gives Telly a flat tire and some random camp uh. or a wet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And Don't, and if you count the the toothpaste and shaving cream debacle, mm. then that's another one as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love the wet willy. Classic nineties. Just the way he reacts too. He's like sneaks up oh. on the kids, really like <laughs> slobbers all over his finger, shoves it in the kid's ear, and he's like, "What? What happened?" And he's just like breaking out laughing, like yeah. crouching over, like <laughs> it's it's <laughs> gold. <laughs> Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> okay. Um I, I did mention or um when when Sponge like meant, uh was like nominating himself uh to be counselor, what did he say that he would offer to campers?
2: Oh new classes, but I can't remember what the classes were now.
3: Can you remember the classes, Joey? No, I can't. So there's computer class local geology mm. class and then math class which he named your friend the logarithm uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> I think he made a mention of that in sponge goes to the movies when they were going to yeah. the different camps which yes. I think is interesting I, I did note this when when uh, Budnick said it like in retaliation to sponge when he was nominating himself uh, but what famous presidential quote did he reference <clears> hmm <throat> I, I cannot remember
1: I'm guess, um Was it Roosevelt's? Was it um, The Roosevelt fear speech?
3: Nope uh, Believe it or not it was uh, George Bush uh, No new taxes He said no mm. new classes instead. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I misworded oh, that okay. Or uh. worded it funny <laughs> Yeah uh-huh. I thought that was hilarious <laughs>
3: Yeah
1: um, this is my last one. I so I always try to count, and this was a really hard one. But um, and you want to guess at how many? So I'm not asking how many mm-hmm. actor extras, just in no. the episode, how many campers are we supposed to believe are in the background, like just walk by? Okay. Now, it could be this. It could be the same kid over and over, but I counted them as different
3: campers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You counted all them? <laughs> I thought you were just gonna count their like camp shirts. Oh, I did. Oh. I do that sometimes, but the quality was so bad I couldn't tell if something mm. was a camp shirt or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up finding four camp shirts in the background just for
2: haas. But uh, oh, okay,
3: campers, okay. campers. I'd say like somewhere between forty to sixty.
2: Wow. Okay. I'm gonna say like twenty
1: one. Oh man, they were they were past twenty one like three minutes in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because they, because they have at the start of this episode, they have a ton of shots of like kids doing things. Mm. Um. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it racked up fast. In in all, and it's not exact, but I had around sixty. So Brett would have been oh.
2: in range.
0: Woo!
1: <laughs> they really up. They really up their game. Because in season one, we're talking like eight, nine, maybe extras. Right. Um, but uh, in this one, you can tell they've got like a little, maybe a little more money and uh, ways to fill it in. I mean, my best guess was there was actually about 10 kids, actors-wise. But as mm-hmm. far as the scenes go, you know, they're just reused over and over. Yeah,
3: yeah. It, it definitely filled like a more uh, filled-out camp. So maybe that's why they never... The true reason why they never got to season three is because they just exceeded occupancy limit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to come to Camp Anawana. I don't understand. We got to close <laughs> up. <laughs> How many lanes were there for the frog race slash frogs?
2: Six.
3: Uh, who said six? Uh, six, I said six. Wow. Joe, you got it. Yeah, Good. including wart breath. I was, <laughs>
1: I was counting extras, so I remember <laughs> five ah. plus Zizi. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Oh, I have a, a few lines that I just wanted to mention. Okay. Um, when uh, Ugh says that Budnick won't make it as won't cut it as a counselor, uh, Budnick's response: "I'll cut it like cheese." <laughs> that was great. Um, donkey Lips, uh, after Budnick takes over as counselor. I thought we got to run amok. I'm just standing amok. That's my favorite quote of the episode. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, Counselor Budnick, after stealing the pizza order. It looks like chow for me and chores for you guys. (laughs) Mm, Sweet, sweet payback.
3: (laughs) I've actually got a few uh, quotes myself that stood out to me, if I may. Um, I I did notice this when they're at the pool. Sponge and Pinsky were having an exchange where they say, uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Aristotle said that. And then Pinsky retaliates. Budnick is a swine. Let's pound him. Pinsky said that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. And then, yeah. And then another Pinsky quote I got was, uh, I tried to stop him. He had the strength of 10 sponges. (laughs) And he, like, stayed the ketchup in the the bunk. (laughs) And all I could think of is, like, dish sponges, (laughs) not actual sponge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nice ones. And then finally um Zizi quote that i picked up on when she was Ooh. like cheering on wart breath during the race she's like go wart breath jump your heart out take no prisoners grind them into the dirt they're not frogs they're wusses <laughs> i'm like wow zizi's showing a, a very competitive side of herself here that i haven't seen since like the Envirathon. yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: she's got it in her though
3: oh yeah fighting yeah. spirit yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, okay. Well, ratings, uh, well, rating for this episode, IMDb, uh, this episode has an 8.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, out of five Krebs stars, what would you guys give the man who would be UGG? Uh,
2: I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, I love pretty much everything about it. Like, I only knocked it for, like, there's like one kind of minor, um, Uh, continuity thing and some of the story feels like it maybe could be tightened up a little bit but uh, overall I love this episode I love seeing um Ugg just like as a kid uh just how excited he is Uh, I love all the pranking um it's just such a fun episode that like really incorporates everybody into it um so yeah I don't know it's just a total fun one to me that I I um you know, I didn't remember. I don't remember it as vividly as some of the first season ones. So it was like even more of a s- pleasant surprise when I saw like this is an episode that I love. So mm, yeah,
3: I, I guess I'll um I'll give it a four point two five out of five crepe stars. Uh, I definitely agree with a lot of Andrew's points. Uh, it, it's a blast to see UG just let loose and have fun for a change, like to get his day for the weekend. Uh, I definitely like that plot and the whole warp breath plot. Um, some of the lines to me did feel kind of cheesy or cringy to me, like the the references, because it just reminds you of, like, we're 30 years removed from the episode. Um, so that, that didn't sit well for on rewatches. Uh, but other than that, I really liked it. Um, and that one scene where he's, like, where Budnick's wrapped up in gauze, I just felt like it was filler. Like, it just felt out of mm. place to me to show that in between. Um, so... You know, that didn't sit well with me, but everything else is just it's just a fun romp with pranks and, yeah. and you know, turning every turning, not just, you know, the tables with uh, uh, I almost said Nick, <laughs> uh, but but Nick and Ug, and also having the camp be affected by this upside down weekend thing. It's just a fun dynamic that you don't really see in other Salute Your Shorts episodes, which um, definitely put it in the like upper tier for season two episodes. So, I give it a 4.25 out of 5. Nice. Cool.
1: Well, I think you guys are going to think my score is really low, but it's not. I like I feel like it's just you know, I feel like it's a solid for me. I thought it was a solid score. So, I gave this a 3.75. Um I hmm. I think the first half of this episode really zips by. There's like a lot of clever and fun jokes and Uh, it it is an awesome premise like this, I think really episode rests on the fact that it's just a really clever, interesting way to go about a story. Um, but to me, I think the episode sinks a little bit under the weight of the frog storyline. Like I Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt like the focus on the frog towards the end almost like took the wind out of the sails. Uh, I felt like they could have pushed it more, um, even more with Budnick and, uh, and, uh, whatever, you know, I wanted to get up to. Um, so,
3: um,
1: you know, I wrote down, I agree with Pinsky when he says, will you shut up about the stupid frog?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it almost seemed like the, the main plot with Budnick and, Ugg like, switch gears with the frog once you know we got past the halfway point because they kept focusing on it more and more as the race was coming at the end of the weekend
1: yeah,
2: yeah. so i agree with yeah you there. it's yeah that's a fair assessment i think um and i would have i would rather have more ug and budnik interaction uh yeah so you yeah know, I, I i like i think it played out all right finally right like it made yeah. sense and everything but, you, but you're right um it was not absolutely necessary it doesn't feel like
1: yeah still a very good episode and for season two i i agree i think it's like more near the top tier of season two along with like sponge goes to the movies and capture the flag definitely um do you guys want to name the episode sure yeah
2: I almost hate to because I really the man who would be Ug is like to me that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, perfect. I feel title. the same. <laughs> <laughs> How can you beat um, that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I finally went with Ug Side Down.
3: <laughs> oh. Interesting. That's good. UGG side down. I love it. I um my my title's kind of similar to that. I, I ended up coming up with a short list of like eight of them. Um, I'll just throw them out for oh. like you to hear. You can always edit it out later. Um, my my pick for this is Ugg Words Weekend, kind of like backwards <laughs> weekend. Okay. Yeah. Because you know it, Ugg is like backwards with Budnick and all. Um, yeah. But some other titles that I workshopped are like Wart Breath and Peace, mm. Budnick for a Day, <laughs> Frog Day Afternoon, mm. Ugg at Heart, <laughs> You Only Leap Thrice, of Wart Breath and Men. And you ugly, yeah, yeah, you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> pretty. Good. <laughs> like ug space Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Nice. Yeah, um, yeah, I like them. And I, I you, yeah. pit, your pick is, uh, um, the first one, ug Yeah,
3: ug words. and yeah, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. Yeah, thanks. That's cool.
1: Very good. Both very good. Um, my I. You know, I wanted to make it Ugg-centric, but I couldn't uh, resist the alliteration. So I went with Bobby Budnick's Backwards Weekend. Uh, wow. Nice. We all got
3: some uh, similar parallels going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yours kind of sounds like a guidebook, like the rule book that
2: he was uh, reading. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very yeah. appropriate. <laughs> uh, go yeah, around they... again. Um, Ugg Side Down.
1: Ugg Words Weekend. And Bobby Budnick's Backwards Weekend uh we'll post those on instagram Uh, we're at orange couch podcast and uh if you'd like you could vote for your favorite um before we wrap up uh we do have a couple letters most of which are in regards to the verses um
2: yeah that That was a great
3: episode by the way oh Oh, thank you yeah
2: you have to do like a follow-up grab
3: bag or something yeah yeah felt
2: very fun the grab bag uh, yeah format
3: uh, was there any that
1: uh, category, Brett, that you were, felt very like? Oh, I, I just want to chime in on this.
3: Uh, well, I did mention the Michael and Pinsky one to initially because that that was like on my mind from even you know years back when I first met you guys. Um, but I, I like the pork chop versus Spunky one. I felt that was uh, very fair. I'm on the side of Spunky because I th- think he's like very lovable. And uh, kind of a down to earth dog. Sure, pork shop can uh, stand on his own two feet and you know do a couple of tricks here and there, but uh, I think Spunky has more charm. And yeah. then in terms of uh, choky Chicken versus the Honker Burger, uh, I feel like I feel like the the Honker Burger is just a more like natural place to hang out after school, meet your friends, you know, just get some burgers or uh, fries, Honker Shake just kick back and then chokey chicken. It kind of has that more like corporate fast food chain kind of feeling to it. And I know heifer choked on a chicken there in the episode to heck him (laughs) back. So, you know, they got some dangerous chicken parts in those buckets and I would stay away from that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Andrew, Uh, do you want to, do you want to lead us off? Sure. Um, This one comes from Nick He says, hey, fellas, dope episode as usual. I thought I'd send my thoughts over because, well, this is what I do. Michael versus Pinsky. Tough one, because it's true Blake Soper is the far better actor. However, I go to memorable episodes. When I think back about my faves, it's Michael over Pinsky all day. Decision, Michael. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. Mike vs. Moe. This one is probably the hardest verses. Essentially, they're the hip-hop group Public Enemy. Chuck D (laughs) is the rapper whose lyrics lay the groundwork for the message of the group. Flava Flav is the straight-up hype man who is only supposed to reiterate Chuck and well, get you hype. A Flava Flav album by itself is awful. Chuck D solo isn't bad, just boring. They only work well together. A whole show just with Mike O'Malley doing his guts persona would be too much. He needs to kick it some t- to kick it to someone. Mo being a solo host would not be entertaining at all. Decision? Can't pick because they go together like Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that
2: comparison, by the way, to Public Enemy. It's very fitting. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Honker Burger versus choky Chicken. The Honker Burger may have cool lingo to order food, but I've never wanted to actually eat there. I'd rather have Mr. Swirly Ice Cream. Heifer somehow makes Chokey Chicken look appetizing. However, it all comes down to being essential for the show. Honker Burger is where you go when you can't go to the concert to see your favorite band. Chokey Chicken is where you go to eat, and if you choke, a room full of doctors won't help you. <laughs> Decision. Mm. Honker Burger is the spot. Pork Chop versus Spunky. Pork Chop is essential, and Spunky is just a non-talking dog in a world full of talking animals. <laughs> Spunky got hosed on that show. Decision. Pork Chop. Betty Ann versus Gary. I just it just comes down to episodes, and Betty Ann has the far better episodes. Decision, B A for the win. Oh yeah. If you if you read this long email, cool. If not, keep rocking in the free world. Love it. Thanks, Thanks, Nick. Nick. Yeah, Yeah. great. Yeah,
1: that was fun. Uh, We have one um, from Karuna here. Uh, She this is on Honker Burger versus Chewy Chicken. She says, hey guys, thanks for doing the Honker Burger vs. Choky Chicken. I enjoyed your banter in defense of each restaurant. For what it's worth, I'm Team Honker Burger. Local burger places beat chains hand down. Every reasonable person in Northeast Ohio knows that Swenson's Burgers are better than McDonald's and Burger King. Wendy's gets a pass since it was founded in Columbus. Um, (laughs) Andrew, just like Karuna, we're Northeast Ohio people.
2: Uh, Do you do Swenson's? I've only had it once. and oh, okay. its It was so long ago that like I remember it as being amazing. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to have it again one of these days. Okay. You know?
1: um, she says, Swenson's has the only burger on God's green earth that makes me regret being a vegetarian. On that <laughs> note, veggie burgers are easier to find than fake chicken. So I'd like to think that the Honker Burger keeps up with the times. That being said, I'm a sucker for obscure references. So Choky Chewy Chicken wins points for this soylent green <laughs> nod and shameless adult innuendo <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it I do miss Raising Kane's chicken fingers mm. uh, I think we're getting one of those by us maybe
2: oh I've had that before as well oh, okay, Very good. okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was you a guys fun making episode my mouth water. <laughs> Brett's just <laughs> eating chicken tonight yep um, <laughs> this uh, this was a fun episode and I'm looking forward to the Kirk Bailey tribute thank you Karina
0: nice
2: really nice yeah. one uh, this one comes from James He says, hey Gut Buckets I wanted to give you my picks for the Versus grab bag One Michael is the better guy in Salute Your Shorts He has two more episodes that focus on him than Pinsky Michael comes to camp And Thud Banky's Brownies Two, Michael O'Malley He brings so much energy to Guts without him There is no Guts For this one you could have done who was the better assistant to their host Mo from Guts versus Robin from Double Dare And what Ooh. would you do Yeah, it's mm. interesting
0: Yeah
2: Three, Honker Burger is better than Choky Chicken. It's probably the best hangout and would probably have the best food. Boy, I guess Honker Burger really is <laughs> killing <laughs> <Yeah>. Choky Chicken. <laughs> I felt pretty passionately about it then. <laughs> and I still do. Uh, <laughs> four, Porkchop is the better dog. He listens and understands Doug, saved Judy from drowning, and will stick with you until the end. Preach. <laughs> but
3: Spunky's cute
1: yeah Spunky spunky is cute i'd rather i definitely spunky's funnier i'd rather have spunky
3: i think he has his charm here and there
1: yeah for sure and that, that's what i'm saying like yeah yeah he's i i would rather own spunky I think yeah rather, that's how i feel that's yeah. the angle i'm approaching it from um i guess i'd rather i we don't have to litigate this great great
2: pick. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, five. Betty Ann. While the tale of the Crimson Clown scared the crap out of me, Betty Ann had better stories to tell. No doubt. Your fellow mm-hmm. gut buckets, James. Yeah, I, I should mention for the nice. verses
3: uh, because I missed uh, Mike and Mo and Gary versus Betty Ann. That I'm more more of a, a Mo fan when mm-hmm. it comes to guts because she like holds everything together and keeps. You know, the show going on track versus like Mike is just kind of scatterbrained all over the place, like shouting in people's faces. So, you know, I like his energy, but he's a little too erratic for me. So I'm on the side of Mo. And then in terms of Gary and Betty Ann, I like Gary's uh, personality as like the leader of the Midnight Society and holding things down. Um, You know, his his tales tend to have a downer ending, which can be more interesting than like a typical story. Uh, But I think Betty Ann's got more of that silent. uh charisma going on where she's like kind of taking a backseat from everyone else because she know how good her stories are that she doesn't need to like flex like say you know Frank or Eric or anyone like that so uh, it's it's kind of a tie for me because they they both bring their egg game in their they complement each other very well as like strong storytellers and they've also lasted like uh, you know five seasons throughout the original run and then Gary comes back for Silver Sight. so they've been there for you know most of it
2: Yeah. 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 All good points.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Um,
2: And everybody that wrote in also really nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you you for that. So much, guys.
1: Um. All right. Well, I don't know if you caught it, Andrew, but in this episode, (laughs) Budnick mentioned that it was time to party. I can't quite remember the year. (laughs) Me?
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Next time, year in review, 1999. Um, yeah. yeah, we're rounding out pretty the pretty decade.
1: Um, yeah. wow. it's taken, it's taken us like four and a half years. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, well, I think we were going at a deliberate pace cause we were enjoying them. Yeah. Don't want to um, waste them. No. Yeah. But I think we've also decided that I think we're just going to keep going right on into the two thousands. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> why not? So, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely branch out to the 2000s. We'll have some more people on. Uh, I, our buddy Chris is going to join us for 1999 to round out mm. the decade. Chris, a uh, a man with a, opinions about what is the best <laughs> of the 90s. Um, so we, we figure he'd join us to round it out. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at BOC Podcast. Uh, on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can... Email us like uh, James, Nick, and Karina did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find us on various platforms like Spotify, Podbean, uh, and iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, you can leave us a review. We have three new reviewers, Andrew. Uh, all five stars. Heben says it's his go-to. Nightmare King NWO says this is awesome and nicknames24601 said awesome um we really appreciate awesome. that and i think you can leave ratings on spotify um i'm not sure i'm like i'm i'm, I'm spotify illiterate i'm starting to learn it um but i think you can also leave podcast ratings on I,
3: I think that might be a new feature that they're rolling out soon gotcha okay okay yeah because well, i'm in the same boat with you joey i just kind of listen to stuff i don't like do anything beyond compile playlists there but they're right they're catching up right. with apple podcasts because they're kind of the leader platform at the moment yeah 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 um speaking of podcasts brett what are you what are you up to
1: besides besides by the way the terrific artwork uh for this oh episode my
3: God. yeah um. <laughs> I, I should talk about that before i jump into my personal stuff um so i this this was like divine intervention or something, because when I heard Kirk Bailey's passing from my friend uh, at True 90s Nickelodeon, I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to do something for this. Like somehow it just touched a visceral deep nerve inside of me where I like, you know, I'm I'm paying my respects to account like an actual counselor who I lost in life because I used to go to summer camp as a kid. And so because Salute Your Swords was like such an integral part of my life in terms of like actually going to summer camp and making my way through Boy Scouts and becoming an Eagle Scout, it just seemed fitting to like, you know, just pour this out of me as like um, essentially what I drew drew was Ugg as like a bronze statue at camp Anawana with the salute Your short shorts from season one at half mass to pay tribute to him. And I titled it like UG immortal because to me, even mm-hmm. though his, his body's gone, you know, to a better place, he'll always be remembered as like, the legendary counselor who kept everything together. And I also did like a little plaque beneath the pedestal, uh, in my Instagram post. So if anyone hasn't checked that out yet, definitely look at that, you know, share some memories with me. It's great. I even talked to, um, Michael Bauer, donkey lips uh, with some memories cause he oh, saw it and was awesome. moved by it. Uh, so yeah, it's just a great um, way to remember. UGG. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I love that so much. That might be my, I mean, I love all your stuff, but that might be Mm -hmm. my favorite thing that you've done so far. Um, Thank you. I just like, yeah, man, I, I just feel it, feel the emotion coming off of it. And it's so fitting Oh God, it's great. It's if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's awesome.
3: Yeah. It it should belong in an actual art gallery, like the Mona Lisa, (laughs) maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, But yeah, I, I basically, you know, been inspired by you guys since I've been, you know, with you for three, four years now to do my own podcast. Uh, So I started Splat Attack as like a companion podcast to you guys to help cover some of the nineties Nickelodeon territory. We started with the Nicktoons 30th anniversary episode back in August, and we just finished our episode review of Doug's Lucky Hat with uh, creator Jim Jenkins. So that was a wild ride, and uh, we're just keeping going, finding different topics to cover that most people don't really touch upon or remember. And you know, just trying to uh, hold the fort down with you guys is like being the gatekeepers, or rather, like the the people who are there to like curate to all the 90s nostalgia fans that just want more, but we can't like turn it out fast enough. So right. uh that's been going pretty well so far. We're starting to get some upwards momentum and I just love meeting all the all the people in the 90s nostalgia c- community who come out of the woodwork to uh you know, share those memories with us. Very super awesome. cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
3: strongly recommend
1: Splat Attack. Uh and you're mm-hmm. you're on I think you're on everything, right? You're they can find you anywhere
3: yeah i'm on instagram i'm on facebook check out Spy attack podcast there we also have a youtube channel where you can watch like video versions of our podcasts um whoa you guys Wilson, our...
1: you guys show yourselves
3: yeah yeah I got. No what is that like no Brett? <laughs> what is it like <laughs> i mean i'm t- typically the person behind the camera not the one in front of it but i figured yep. i had to take that risk if i'm gonna do this and I feel like it adds an extra dimension to like the fun of talking about topics because we actually have like lots of guests on there too and then we have this like little section where we show different graphics that complement what we're talking about so you know definitely definitely take a look at those and see what you think yeah um also andrew thank you very much for being on our holiday episode back on episode 11 that was oh, last
2: of course and, my uh, pleasure yeah
3: yeah okay. hopefully joy you'll be able to join, join us later this year as well or both of you can come and uh know if you choose to reveal yourselves or not we're fine either way you know just have a ball (laughs) andrew andrew did you reveal yourself
2: i did in fact wow so if you want (laughs) if you track down that episode you can be amazed or disappointed or whatever (laughs) you're you're pleasantly
3: surprised
1: you're you're looking hairy these days though were you were you full bearded yeah
2: it it was a few months (laughs) earlier but um you know, similar ish
1: stuff. Yeah. M- Melissa posted uh, something on her Instagram story with you, and I was like, whoa. Andrew's like, <laughs> <laughs> you got the long hair and beard rocking?
2: Yeah. 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 It's been winter. I might,
1: yeah. uh, oh, might trim up for summer. You know. Not yet, it's man. Definitely... We're, supposed, we're supposed to get snow this weekend.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, break, <laughs> <wear anymore. laughs> I mean, wear... I've experienced snow in April before, so it's possible. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, well awesome thank, thank you so much yeah. Brett yeah. Awesome. yeah and thank
3: you for being an inspiration for what I do like it's been a wonderful ride these past few years and to like come back for this UGG episode it just brought back a lot of fond memories when I first met you guys doing the Aaron Tager tribute because that was the yeah. first art piece I did for you way back yeah. in like 2018 2019 yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: yeah. another, yeah, another great,
2: great
3: time.
2: Yeah. 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 well um, until next time campers always remember to think I don't want to wanna speak I don't want to wanna live I don't want to wanna okay I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, think about
1: what our our next episode is.
2: Oh, darn! I
1: ruined that. Just trying to drop hints for you, Andrew. I was setting up. I was. I was setting you up. Just gonna. Just gonna slow clap.
3: (laughs) Yes. Long live (laughs) Aug.
1: This evening, get in on the first game show that lets kids live out legends. The first game show where kids become heroes. The first game show with a co-host made of stone. It's Legends of the Hidden Temple. See you today at 6.30, 5.30 central. New and only on Nick.